As you've heard, I'm Pastor Angela. I was last here uh, during Lent back in March when I think it was about 70 degrees cooler than it's gonna be today. So welcome to Minnesota. Uh, but I'm so grateful to be back with you. I'll be kind of rotating, as Pastor Chad said, for this summer. So we'll be together a few more times as Pastor Natalia finishes out her sabbatical. Uh, and I've just felt so cared for as getting ready for this sabbatical. Um, Pastor Natalia, I know, just worked so hard to make sure that there was a seamless time. And through that, it was really neat to see Prince of Peace through her eyes and to see just how much she cares for you guys and how much she wanted this to be a positive summer. So I'm really glad to be a part of that. And as I've shared with him, um, before we moved back to Minnesota, I was serving at a large Lutheran church in Orange County, California, just outside Disneyland. And I worked with a pastor named Pastor Bob, and he just reminds me so much of Chad. So I feel right at home. I had a great experience with him. Uh, but so I get to be with you for Holy Trinity Sunday. Uh, and in case you haven't heard this before, Holy Trinity Sunday tends to be one of the most dreaded Sundays for pastors to preach on. So I think they kind of brought me in sneakily, especially for this Sunday. Um, but I think there's, you know, sometimes one of the reasons that people get tripped up on Holy Trinity Sunday is all of a sudden sometimes preachers are taken back to seminary and they think, okay, today's the day that I'm going to explain this dense theological concept to my congregation while still making sure to fit the worship service within the prescribed uh, one hour time limit. <laughs> and so often that doesn't go super well. Um, but it, what I've learned over the years, thinking about this Sunday, thinking about this, this big vast concept of Trinity, what the opportunity we have instead in church this morning um, is kind of, as Katie was getting at in the children's time, is this opportunity to instead see the vastness of creation, the vastness of God, and to be able to place ourselves within it, and to recapture in this world where it seems like everything is right at our fingertips, whether it's an order from Amazon or an order from Uber Eats, everything's right there, the food truck's right there. Um, it seems like everything's so close to kind of step back and to see the wonder of all that God has created, including you and me. Um, but I'm gonna get into that a little bit more later. What I wanna first do with all of you is go back to Psalm 8. And I wanna take you to a very special, wondrous place of creation. And I think many of you are gonna be able to go to this place with me. So this was about 30 years ago and you're gonna drive down just a little bit west of where we are right now, and you're gonna go through what used to be the gravel pits. Does anybody remember the gravel pits? <laughs> so I grew up on the other, just on the other side of the gravel pits in Maple Grove, what's now, you know, Strip Mall Central um, and Shopping Central. But take you back to this time of the gravel pits, take you back to this time when my parents, parents originally bought the house across the street was a cornfield. And so take you back to this time of great majesty of the Minneapolis Northwest suburbs. And I'm going to take you back to the soundtrack of my childhood. 
So we had, you know, kind of a typical Minnesota suburban house split level. So you walk in and then as you went downstairs, uh, my parents had a big metal cassette player, multiple cassettes could be played, and then some big brown wooden speakers on either side. I think they might have been faux wood, but close enough. So on either side, um, and my mom had all the great Christian cassette tapes of that time. So we had Amy Grant, and we also had Sandy Patty. <laughs> all right, Amy. <laughs> and so when I was reading the scriptures to prepare for this week, I read Psalm 8, and I was immediately taken back to this place on the other side of the gravel pits, this little split-level house, cassette tape player playing this song from Sandy Patty. And if you can imagine it, you've got the electronic synthesizer going, the music going really loud. You could turn it up pretty darn loud on those speakers. Um, and then she gets out there with this big voice. I'm not going to sing it for you. Maybe next time I'm here when we know each other better. Um, but Lord, how majestic is your name? Oh, I'm going to have to. <laughs> Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And it's this huge, big song about the majesty, and it, as they could only do in the late 80s, early 90s, it was so big and so beautiful. And as a kid growing up, you could just look around, and everything did seem so big, and everything seemed so possible. Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And my mom told me that when we were playing these songs, it reminded her of her childhood when she was growing up. Her dad was a Lutheran pastor in rural Nebraska and then later in Kansas City, Missouri. And she would turn up How Great Thou Art. I don't know who was singing it. Um, but she thought if she turned it up loud enough and opened the windows that maybe she would convert the neighborhood. <laughs> which was probably already mostly Baptist at the time, but maybe she thought she could get him over to the Lutherans. I don't know. Um, but so there's this sense of majesty and possibility, and I don't know what it looks like for you. I'm sure all of you have different places in your own past where you can go back to and think about this sense of majesty and possibility and wonder of creation, wonder of God. That's what we want to capture a sense of, again, on Holy Trinity Sunday. Maybe it was the birth of your first child. Maybe it was this moment when you did something you never thought you could. Maybe it was a graduation. Maybe it was a relationship, a marriage. Maybe it was a healing that you didn't think possible. There's a sense of possibility. And so as I was taken back to this place, I did something really dangerous I went back to research somebody who I had thought was, you know, this great person. I went and researched the Wikipedia for Sandy Patty. And when you're researching, you know, past Christian stars, you never know what you're going to find, right? It's dangerous. <laughs> Sometimes there's a little bit too much information right at our fingertips. So I didn't know what I was going to find, but I'll tell you Sandy Patty, she was relatively lame or lame, tame, lame. My kids probably think it's, this whole sermon is lame. <laughs> Relatively tame. Um, but she did shake up the Christian music world in the 90s because she had an affair with her background singer. 
and she ended up getting divorced and marrying her background singer in 1995. Now, as transgressions go, unfortunately, among Christian leaders, marrying your background singer, probably on the more minor end. And so after a few years, she was shunned, right, from the Christians, unfortunately, are good at shunning, especially women. She was shunned for a while, um, but she had a comeback in the 2000s. And so now you can find her concerts from that time on YouTube, and she's still out there singing of the beauty and the majesty of God's creation, even in the midst of, I'm sure, the tragedy and difficulty, some of which self-imposed, that had come upon her life with the breakup of her marriage. The most recent news from Sandy Patty was that in 2020, she survived a pretty serious case of COVID, and she made a video to tell the world that COVID was not fake news and that they should all wash their hands, which was a little bit better than a lot of Christian leaders were doing at the time. So, hey, how about Sandy Patty? And so, as we all know, and as many of you have, I'm sure, seen, especially if you've been around this area and been at Prince of Peace for a long time. This is a pretty different world than it was in the late 80s and early 90s. Different Brooklyn Park, different Maple Grove, different Minnesota, different United States, different world. And we're different too, hopefully. We've all changed and grown and matured in our faith. And along the way, sometimes that sense of childlike wonder and amazement at God turns into a sense of doubt or disappointment, both at what our fellow human beings are capable of, what we ourselves are capable of, and where we have experienced the absence of that majestic and powerful God. And so in all that time since I used to listen to that music and think about the sense of possibility, I too have been chastened and wondered about what God's power means in a world filled with so much hatred and pain, a world filled with a war in Ukraine and poverty right in our own neighborhoods and maybe in our own lives. Hatred of racism, of sexism, homophobia. And so what do we do on Holy Trinity Sunday, both to recapture that sense of wonder while also acknowledging the ways in which our world, well majestic, is also full of pain? Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth, Psalm 8 says, it talks about the heavens, the moon, and the stars. It talks about the dominion of human beings and this sense of dominion, now historically interpreted in Christian tradition, dominion often meant killing and destroying and violence. Um, But notably in Jewish tradition, there's been a more nuanced sense of dominion, which means to care for one another which means to be attentive to this symbiosis of creation and the ways in which different parts of creation rely upon one another. 
I think what's maybe most important for us to see this morning in Psalm 8, in a Holy Trinity Sunday where we want to recapture the power and trust and faith of a powerful God who can save the world and save you and me, I think what's most important maybe is to look at verse 2. Right after this big, bold verse of God, how glorious is your name in the earth, the psalmist says, out of the mouths of babes and infants. Out of the mouths of babes and infants, just like the kids who are in church right now. You have founded a bulwark because of your foes to silence the enemy and the avenger. Now maybe that's just a a short little verse in a psalm that many have believed is all about power and control and human strength. Instead, on this Holy Trinity Sunday, we get to see how this psalm is actually about God's strength and the ways that God's strength is very, very different than the world's strength. We see it in this verse, out of the mouths of babes and infants. God takes what our world sees as weakest and least powerful, least influential, least wealthy, least bold. God takes what is considered most weak in order to work through that to show us God's surprising strength. You can see a through line from that verse 2, the mouths of babes and infants, to what we just celebrated a couple months ago on Easter Sunday. A convicted criminal hanging on a cross. The Son of God, Savior of the world. The majesty that I got to see all those years ago on the other side of the gravel pits is a majesty that's really easy to miss, easy to discount, easy to ignore, easy to push off, easy to trade in for a sense of human strength and stability. But that same majesty is the majesty of the Holy Trinity God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Creator, Redeemer, Sustainer. The beautiful gift of the Trinity is that the Trinity shows us that God is reliant on relationship, on one another. And so the same type of dominion that you and I are invited into is a dominion that is reliant on one another, and maybe most importantly, reliant on God. We get told most of our lives that we need to be responsible and independent, and we do. Teach my kids that. But this Holy Trinity Sunday, you also get to remember that we are not God, but we indeed are part of God's marvelous creation. That gift is an invitation to humility, confession, and mutuality with the world, and with one another, and with your fellow church members. Let us pray. 
God, we give you thanks for your gift of majesty, for the beauty we see in the world, in nature. And God, I ask this morning that you would help us to see that beauty of creation in one another, in places where we least expect it, in those whom the world considers to be the least among us, in times, God, when we feel as though we are the weakest and the least among your creation. Might you give us courage to share your truth, to rely on one another, to rely on you, and to share that truth of love and forgiveness with the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, just a few words before we head out. Uh, if you ask any pastor, we don't do a whole lot of math in seminary. Most of the pastor math is learning how to double in your head the number of estimated worship attendants for the year for the congregational stack keeping. And then you learn of your dearth of math education in your first budget meeting at the end of the year. Um, but I'm gonna give you a little piece of Trinity math for this morning to take with you. Uh, one plus one plus one is three. Three gods, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. One cubed is still one, one God. So little Trinity math for you this morning. And a little lesson from that math is that sometimes the way that God works, it seems like you're doing all this multiplying and working and effort and it's still just equaling out to one even though you're trying to multiply and multiply. And so what God tells us this morning is that God's work is often unseen by us. It's much more powerful than we can experience. And so my hope for all of us as we go into this week is that God reveals that work in each of your lives this week. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Lord, look upon you with favor and grant you God's peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.